This is the Christian Life Coach Collective, and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. Okay, so because many of my listeners are becoming coaches or becoming entrepreneurs, or what I lovingly call a coachpreneur, I want to share with you what you should focus on sooner and what our focus is for later so you don't get hung up too soon on things that aren't going to serve you well in the beginning stages. And there are a lot of people out there who would love for you to buy their service, their course, their coaching three years before you need it, (laughs) okay? If you are just starting out and you see things all over Facebook that an Instagram and you're getting, you're signing up for things and getting all these emails about building out your funnels or taking an online course that teaches you how to create a course and launch in four weeks so that you can make six figures, just stop and don't. If you haven't been coaching, that that is not where you're at yet. If you haven't started out creating a business, that's not where you're at yet either. I'm literally going to give you a roadmap. And I'm hoping, I'm asking you to trust me. <laughs> so I'm also going to tell you about how to define the focus, remember the focus, and file that focus where it needs to be. So Let's talk about the difference between the root focus and the fruit focus first. Obviously, roots and fruits are in two opposite places on the tree, but more importantly, there are very different seasons with a very different timing. So the roots have to begin to develop before you can bear good fruit later. You have to Have the roots so you can grow a trunk and branches and start to see flowers before there's fruit. But first you need the roots to find their way into some good soil. And the difference between these two is that one's tangible and one is intangible. So if you're struggling because you're like, I can't see the work that I'm doing. I don't see any results. That's why some results are tangible and some are intangible. And if all you're focused on is tangible fruit, let's say money in the bank or testimonials from clients with amazing transformations or a built out and fully optimized website or a sense of true confidence and lots of clarity about your future, then you're not actually going to see those things actualize quickly or sustainably if that's where you start. You can't have fruit before you have a tree, okay? If you believe in them coming to pass because you're doing the work to create a root system that can hold up a tree and source the fruit with life-giving nutrients, that kind of focused vision, that's valuable. But if you think cutting corners and multitasking and skipping the line is how you're going to get the fruit, you are mistaken. So you have to manage yourself well here because your impatience or your drive, your thoughts about or needs about, you know, getting, having, doing, being, and even your overall desire for this to come to pass quickly will work against you if you don't manage yourself. Okay, so get clear, first of all, on what you really want. Do you 
if you say like, I want a website, okay, do you want a website so people, you can point people to what you have done so they think you're legit or so you feel good about yourself or you feel like a real business owner? If so, these are okay things as long as you're honest with yourself about what it is you're wanting. So say this to yourself, before I start coaching, I want a website or You can insert anything else here that you're focusing on because the thing you're focusing on is your true goal since that's what's getting your attention and action. You're not building a coaching business if you're building a website. Website is part of building a coaching business, but if it comes first before you have, before you're coaching, then you're just building a website, okay? So say, before I start coaching, I want a website. So therefore, I don't really want to become a coach right now. I want a season of being a website builder. Sure, one day it's going to hold amazing content and have funnels and flows that all point to the incredible offers I'm going to make. But for now, I just want to play with the elements and the widgets and the colors for a little bit. Maybe I need a brain break from all the scary things in life or an escape from this looming pressure of taking all the risk and starting my own business. Because entrepreneurship is scary stuff and Even though I feel called a coach, I don't feel confident in it. So I'm going to build a website. And if that doesn't go well, well, I can always fall back on the truth that I'm actually not a coder and I've never built a website. So I'm not really held accountable for my my failure. But if I try coaching and I stink at it, or it takes a long time to figure out, then I'll know that I'm doomed to fail. And it will be true that I haven't found what I'm called to. And then I'll indefinitely feel hopeless and lost. So I'm going to build a website or I'm going to create some business cards or I'm going to go get a Google phone number, or a second work phone for the work I don't really have. (laughs) But I will coach later after I have built the most perfect coaching business website anybody's ever seen. Amen. Let's dance, right? (laughs) I, okay, ask me how I know. So this is normal. In fact, it's a normal response to an abnormal situation. Let's define the abnormal situation as you are on the precipice of doing something that could be turning your calling into a career and create a legacy. That is no small thing. So if your soul is a little resistant or scared of it and just wants to build a website, so you feel like good about it, or you can blame your failure on something else and make excuses, I'm just going to tell you that's actually a normal response. This is not just my coach tell, coaching self telling you. This is my chaplain self telling you. You are having a normal response to an abnormal situation. Okay. Now, what if what you really want is money? Well, it's not bad to want money to pay your bills and care for yourself and your family to get out of debt and have financial freedom, all the things. But, you know, the book of Timothy in uh, chapter 6, verse 10 will tell you it's not good to love money. And you can be rich or poor and still love money. You can be real middle class and still love money. How do you know if you love money? Well, regardless of how much you have of it, you can ask yourself, how much time do I spend thinking about money? How much time do I spend thinking about having money? How much time do I spend about thinking about how I don't have money? How others have money and what they do with it? about what I would do if I did have money and about how hard life is with money, how hard life is without money. If 
If you're thinking about money, if you actually take an assessment and go, I'm thinking about money. What if like a food journal, you did like a money journal and every time you thought about money, you like make a, you know, take a pen and write on your palm. You're like one, two. You're going to think about money when you realize how much you think about money. You're going to realize how much you think about it. And that's going to help you understand because if something is an idol, meaning it takes up more time in your thought life and more space in your soul than God does, then you love it. You're loving money. And if you have less money than you want or need, you're actually likely thinking about money and loving money more than all the people who have money that you're judging. Having money is not a sin. It's a position of your soul and the belief that money is your provider instead of God. So if you want money as a coach, work through this thought process and this mindset work because it's a major route you need to deal with in your own life so it can be a healthy route in your coaching business. So, There's always more underneath the concept that in becoming a coach, like you're going to say, I just want to help others, or I want to provide hope and lead people into transformation. I want to shine my light. I want to help, help people who are in the spot that I used to be in. Well, these are things that you want and need as well. In addition, all of those things, there's things that you want and need underneath all that. So identifying them is important. So do you want success, power, accomplishment, accolades, position, freedom, belonging, satisfaction, opportunity, security, to be wanted, to be needed? I'm just going to tell you with all of these things, no matter what it is you need and want, refer back to the money concept because none of these things are sins unless God's speaking to your spirit that it is in the way of him being your true source, and your first love, okay? So take a moment, just get honest with yourself. If you're beating yourself up about the fact that you do want money, (laughs) listen, here's the deal. I have struggled with that, especially having a nonprofit ministry mindset for the past 25 years of my life. I have struggled through the concept of thinking like, it's not okay to want money. It is okay to want to pay my bills, When we put it all on money, it's a different focus. I want to pay my bills. I want to be out of debt. I want financial freedom. I want to be able to take care of health concerns that my family has. I want to be able to pay for weddings and grandbabies. Like, I do want these things. And those things require money. So it's not about the money as much as what is it you want that is required, like money is required in order to have that. The same thing goes for all of the other things you might want. Are they actually the thing you want or are they the thing that helps you get the true goal, the thing you really want, you know? And it's always coming back to, um, don't beat yourself up about it. Don't shame or condemn yourself. Live in grace, forgive yourself, and just turn around the other way. If you realize you need to repent for something the Lord puts his finger on, he's gonna show you. So if it's a sin, if it's an idol, Get out of your life. It's so easy. He's just big enough. This Stop making it so weird that you have to just say, I'm sorry, God. I don't want to do that anymore. Please forgive me. I forgive myself. Now let's go do this fun thing together. Yay! And go forward. Because all that stuff that you just gave him and asked for forgiveness for is way to the west. Way, 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 way. Or way to the east. But it's on the opposite side of the universe, eternal universe from you. So you don't have to worry about that anymore, right? 
So knowing what it is you really want is going to help you get a focused, developed, firm belief that you can reach your goal. It's going to help you make a committed decision to it, which a committed decision is required to truly attain something. And then you're going to get intentional, which is what actually leads you to take the right action that grows the fruit and gets the results you want later. So back to tangible versus intangible, what else in your life can you think of to show you how important it is to value the intangible? So what are the intangibles in your life that you can tie to tangible fruit? Okay, like confidence. That is intangible. It's internal. So when you have it, you do things because of it. If I think I'm confident, if I think that I can go forward, God is with me, and then I feel confident, I'm going to take actions from that thought and emotion, okay? Then you do things and that creates results that are tangible, like signing clients or getting that speaking gig, getting invited onto a podcast, whatever it is. And then hope and faith and things like that, they're all intangible, but they produce some of the greatest tangible fruit that there is. They bear the fruit of um, thriving instead of surviving. They bear the fruit of mental and emotional health. They bear the fruit of reasons to get out of your bed every day and do something you didn't know you were capable of simply because you believe in God's great love for you and you're walking out faith. So now to move into the journey of growth from a seed into a fruitful orchard, I'm gonna go over the stages of growth that you can apply to becoming a coachpreneur. So that means, by the way, coachpreneur, means you're not only a coach, you're actually starting and running your own business and working for yourself. Rather than working, say, like as an executive coach for a company that hires you only to coach their employees, Well, you're taking on the risk and doing all the work and wearing all the hats for a while, at least, as you grow a business. Now, when you first think, I believe I would like to become a coach, maybe I'm called to this. I'm going to tell you, you're going to be faced with every option under the sun once you speak the words aloud because, you know, Facebook's going to hear you tell your friend about it. And you're suddenly going to see ads everywhere that encourage you to buy that course And, you know, start to do everything you can and really be a driver and you're going to make seven figures in the next two years. That all leads to FOMO, right? The fear of missing out, which is not a new thing because that fear started in the garden with our girl Eve. So this all means you're going to have to learn how to weed out what you don't need at the moment and learn how to identify everything that pops into your social media feed, your email inbox, and what you find in your Google searches as something that belongs in one of the following stages of becoming a coachpreneur. Stage number one is planting. Planting the seed that creates a strong root system. You've got to get planted and build the root system. Stage two, growing the trunk and the branches. Stage three, producing the flowers and the fruit. Stage four, maturing for sustainability. Stage five, pruning for greater growth. Stage six is evaluating your growth. Stage seven is resting and restoring. And stage eight is multiplying growth. So here's something you can tangibly do today. 
If you are a device learner, then go create a folder on your desktop or in your Google Drive titled My Greenhouse. Okay, let's put it in the context of your growth. Starting in the greenhouse. So inside that folder, create folders for each of these stages, one through eight. Planting, growing, producing, maturing, pruning, evaluating, resting, and multiplying. I will put all of eight of those in the show notes too because I always add all the important info there. Homework you can do, any resources or scriptures I refer to, all of the good things are always in the show notes, links and lots of good stuff. So obviously, if you're more of like pen and paper, pencil and graph paper person, then do something to get a binder or folders where you can, um, or even different notebooks, where you can have everything in a separate place that you can easily access I also will encourage you to consider all of these stages, how they apply to your client when you decide how are you going to create offers and programs and content? How are you going to apply that to your clients? Are there stages like this that apply to whatever you're coaching in? Okay, who knows? But you can contextualize this concept, right? Then I want you to just go on and keep listening to all of the next several episodes that are coming where I'm going to cover each one of these stages and more in this greenhouse series because I'm actually going to tell you as you start and grow a coaching business, all of the possibilities out there, I'm going to tell you what stage you want them in and what you're going to do inside that greenhouse folder, wherever you put it, I want you to create one that says, Future Ops, O-P-P-S, standing for Opportunities, okay? And that is where you can put a document that has um, links to anything you ever find. So you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you got something in your email, in your inbox. You come across something while you're doing a search for something else. And you go, ooh, I might want to do that. I wonder if I need that right now. I want you to copy the link to it. And don't go chasing butterflies or waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that I tell you to. I know that you're gonna have it your way or nothing at all. But I think you're moving too fast. (laughs) Sorry, I had to do it. So don't go chasing the waterfall. (laughs) I hope you're laughing with me and not at me. But I want you to... Put those links in a document and put them into the future ops folder inside the greenhouse, my greenhouse. This way, you don't have to feel that FOMO. You're not going to lose that. You're not going to miss out on it. And I'm going to give you a trip, a tick, what's it called? A tip and a trick, (laughs) a hack. I'm going to tell you that everybody who tells you that the doors close on that and the offer, this offer will never come back to you. I promise you, they will either open the doors again. They will make this offer, offer again when you need it. You can go back and find it. And if they don't offer what you need when you need it, if it's not the right time, the right offer, and the right price point, somebody else does. There are more fish in the sea. Consider this like a dating game, okay? All of those people are making offers to you out there. They are one of many fish in the sea. They're not all the right person for you when you need that program, that course, that coaching, that book, 
they are not going to be the right person right now because they are meeting people. You're not their ideal client. You are at a different stage than they are, very likely, unless you're actually talking to somebody who works with you in stage one or stage two, okay? But all of the other people, they are beneficial. They can really help you when it comes time to create a funnel, which is not right now. Funnels never, ever just pay pay no attention. Don't click that button. You don't need a funnel right now. You need clients and practice. You need clarity and you need knowledge about like, what are my next steps? And you need to take action right here in stage one, stage two. Don't take stage four, maturing for sustainability steps because they will get you off your game. They're actually not meant for you. The whole concept of I'm gonna help you make six figures ASAP, they're they're not talking to you. If you're in stage one, two, three, I'm going to say four or five, they're not there. I'm going to say until you, I'm going to tell you step eight is where you can say I'm ready to multiply and not just my clients or my, my offerings and amplify everything, but my, my bank account, I'm going to add things to what I'm already doing. Now, by the way, for those of you who are creators and you don't love to caretake in your, inside of your creative system, your cycle, I'm going to tell you what this does is once you start multiplying, you repeat these stages with each new thing you add. And I highly recommend you go through all eight stages and go through planting, growing, producing, maturing, pruning, evaluating, resting, and multiplying before you plant another seed. Okay? Don't get ahead of yourself. Let Holy Spirit come in and walk with you. He will show you the way. I hope I'm. I hope that these episode, um, these episodes in the greenhouse series. I hope that they can benefit so many of you to get your head really clear about the direction forward. And if you're interested, there's a free webinar about becoming a coachpreneur. That's September sixth at one o'clock Eastern time. The link to sign up for that's in the show notes as well, or you can go to the website um, sterlingstonementoring.com forward slash call to coach webinar. So I will see you there. I'll talk to you soon. And remember, all things are possible. I hope that you loved this episode and you feel challenged, inspired, and encouraged. If you're a coach or you want to be one, jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group so we can connect over there. And to work with me, grab the links in the show notes to get quick clarity about your calling as a coach and entrepreneur as well as how to get trained as a coach with Sterling and Stone and start your own business. Bless you, friend.